The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Well, we're back. I have Maurice up in the house. We uh, It's been a couple weeks. Reese, what's going on, my man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. How about yourself? Man, pretty good. Uh, you know, your boy's tired. Uh, we did talk during the week of the Super Bowl or after the uh, week after, but I had the uh, opportunity to go down to San Francisco, get a little R&R, caught up with uh, my boy Eric Martin that played at, with Lake, at Lake Forest College and Tommy Harris, Anthony Hamilton, O.J. Uh, Shadrick, I mean, we we went to the gospel fest, went to the events. Um, in fact, I saw Ted Ginn there. I'm sure uh, he wished he had some uh, stick him on that day, the next day. But it was a great opportunity, and uh, wasn't as excited about the Super Bowl. But none of that, that defense of the Denver left an impression on me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they pretty much dominated that game. I mean. You know, being it, what, over 10, 12 days uh, afterwards and looking back on it, I mean, I think both of us uh, picked uh, Carolina to win the game. Uh, you yeah. a little bit more apprehensively um, yeah. because of <laughs> your, <laughs> your your ties to uh, some of the personnel in Denver. But, um, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, it, I it was more, a – Yeah, to be honest, Reese. I thought more about that Denver defense. It wasn't so much the people as much it was the people that were playing in the game. I thought it was like my heart, I wanted Cam to win just because of all the scrutiny, but my heart really said Denver was going to put the brakes on them. Yeah, and, you know, I, I told uh, like I told my brother, I, I watched quite a few Denver games this year, um, but I, I'd have to say that that was probably – the best 60 minutes of football on the defensive side that I've seen them play the entire season. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, don't know how much you saw sides. them. What's that? And for the most part, both sides. Yeah, um, but more, more so, more so the uh, defensive side. Uh, no, but, but let's face it. I'm saying Carolina's defense didn't play too bad either. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, the thing is, you know, Denver, did nothing offensively to win that game. I mean, they were given short field opportunities. Uh, you know, Denver's offense, I mean, defense scored for them one time, then they created the turnover where Cam just refused to hop on the ball, and that gave them that uh, short yardage touchdown also. 
So, I mean, pretty much it was a defensive game. And, and like you said, Carolina didn't – their defense didn't play a bad game at all. You know, it's just Denver's defense was that much better on that day. So, give props to Denver. Uh, congratulations, Bronco fans. You know, one week later, two weeks later. Uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a good day for Denver fans. Not necessarily the greatest of uh, Super Bowls, but hey. Yeah, I would have to agree. And here's the thing, too. You know, all the scrutiny with uh, Cam Newton and uh, with the press conference, and we'll talk, we talk, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but here's the issue, too. They said, well, he needs to be a professional. He needs to be like this person or that person. And then the people that they compare him to, Tom Brady had his inc- incident, and Peyton Manning, he's now it's coming to light. He's had several incidents. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so let's get into it. Well, like even with that, you know, just real quick, I mean, an apples to apples comparison. I mean, it's not like Peyton Manning. uh, I I think it was a year that they lost to Drew Brees. Uh, It's not like he displayed great uh, sportsmanship by walking off the field uh, after after losing that Super Bowl as well. So. You know, it's, that's more of an apples to apples. I'm not even talk, talking about the current, you know, uh, news with Peyton Manning. But, you know, in terms of like after a, a traumatic defeat, I mean, emotions and adrenaline in it, you know, it's understandable. It's absolutely understandable. But the one thing that, you know, people need to look at, Cam did shake uh, Peyton's hand afterward. He congratulated him. And that's that. I mean, I think, you know, what happened in the uh, in the uh, post-game interview, I mean, it, it, people are making a mountain out of a mole with that. So I, I don't think that was too big of a uh, deal. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw where I posted that the whole thing with Harris in the back, Chris Harris talking smack while he was at yeah. the podium. I, I think in one sense, I commend Cam for just getting up and walking away instead of being ignorant and feeding into the behavior, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh, with that, all that being said, I was chilling, and all of a sudden I get a Facebook message for somebody else that's on this line that's not me uh, with a video of a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, two-time Super Bowl-winning uh, quarterback. Reese, what's going on? What's your thoughts of the video you sent me, man? And elaborate on the video. What video might that be? Uh, Refresh number, my memory. You know, I send a lot. Uh, I, number eighteen. For those that don't know me, yeah. I, I send Dude, a lot. You, you, you sent me the stuff with Peyton Manning before he even hit NFL Network or ESPN. Oh, you talk. Okay, you're talking about the current stuff. <laughs> yeah, currently old stuff. Yeah, the currently old stuff. Um, man, you know, I, quite honestly. It's not surprising to me. It, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, just think of, you know, our day, our youthful days or whatnot. We did some ignorant stuff. We did some crazy stuff in, in, in college. I'm not going to go into details because it could be incriminating. But mm-hmm. I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those things happen. But, you know, the the sad part about it was the compounding and, and the suppress, you know, the, the, the denial 
and uh, the lying afterwards. I, I, I wasn't, you know, of course, what he did or uh, allegedly did is absolutely heinous, you know, yeah. well, without question. But what I found even more uh, disgusting, again, allegedly, according to uh, her account in the uh, court documents that were released or made available this past weekend, was the, the, the putting the salt in the wounds years later when allegedly... I, I, I want to keep on saying that, you know, they sent the book to her uh, a former employer down at Florida Southern and basically rubbed the situation in. And, and you know, basically were saying that, hey, you know, we're untouchable, you know, take this. And I, I thought that was heinous. And also, I don't know if every, if, if you guys have not read the entire uh court document, I, I suggest doing so. Um, and also, even the article that uh, Sean King released, go ahead and read that also. But there's some other things that Archie Manning did that were absolutely disgusting and um, I, I think we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But What did you think about it? Well, I didn't get that far. I saw the uh, video clips. I didn't read the documentation. So I'm interested. Look, I'm interested to learn, too. This is very organic in terms of me finding out the information. But my, my thing was I felt like even the years I spent in the NFL, that had never came up. And, yes, people in college do a lot of different things. And you got a situation where you have 19, 18-year-old boy that's from a fluent background, and it's like, okay, we're covering up and the involvement of universities. People were discussing with Florida State, <laughs> but Tennessee, um, in this case, did the same thing. And I know my former co-host, uh, Ray, T Tennessee alum, would be upset too. But the, the fact is, it is what it is. Um, you know certain things with high-profile people that has a domino effect really will get swept up under. But I'm really interested to hear what Archie, uh, what you're saying that Archie is accused of. The point is uh, I, that, that really gets me. I, I'm really interested because like uh, what's been said, the media outlets have not reported it or said anything. And the question is, if they had, as much information would they because they're they would get assassinated character assassinated by saying anything against Peyton so yeah yeah here's the thing I mean you know long story short basically uh this whole situation was uh settled out of court and well settled out of court um it was a uh an agreement to uh, not basically squash it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Years later, that's when Archie Manning, you know, writes the book with a ghostwriter, I believe. And it, within the book, he talks, he brings up the situation and basically denigrates uh, the, the, the young lady. And 
it, it, it was basically a breach of their agreement. So she filed a lawsuit again. Now, in the court documents, uh, and, and I don't, I, I forget the lady's name. I, I've, I've heard it a hundred times over the last few days, but uh, she talks about some of the things that are mentioned. Well, that uh, uh, Archie Manning had had mentioned and basically insinuating that she was extremely promiscuous. And this is the one thing that I have not heard anybody in uh, sports media talk about because everybody, you know, everybody's walking on eggshells and with, you know, in terms of, you know, race relations and, and, and racial issues. And I haven't seen this, talked about on any uh, talk shows, either Mike, you know, Mike and Mike, uh, First Take, His and Hers, you know, any of them. Um, but something that Archie Manning talked, well, said was she was promiscuous with a bunch of black guys. And that really stood out to me as if, you know, okay, what are you saying why why are you uh specifically saying bunch of black guys as if that is you know there's a negative connotation to it well, well we're going to uh hold that thought we're going to come back and break and expand on that a little bit more Reese internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports continues to grow and evolve to ever increasing prominence in today's society on all around sports host john inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world including players owners and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today john will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events tune in to all around sports with john inglesby fridays at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to jdharris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, before we go into break, uh, Reese brought up some 
information regarding Archie. Would you uh, go ahead and continue, Reese? Well, you know, like I was saying in the book, um, apparently Archie Manning, or according to what I what I read in in the uh, article, um, it was saying that Archie Manning was basically talking about how, you know, Peyton said that uh, the young lady had a, you know, dirty mouth and was uh, used vulgarity a lot. But there were other testimonies within that document that said that wasn't the case, that she never used vulgarity around the student athletes or even when they went on a uh, a trip to, I believe, Carolina, um, and Peyton and I think the uh, fullback from the football team at that time were representing uh, the university on that trip. The fullback basically said that that wasn't the case, that, you know, she was an upstanding lady, uh, integrous, uh, didn't use vulgarity. Uh, she was very professional. And that was the, the, um, the common uh, thread amongst most of the testimonies that were given in that, um, that court document. But like I was saying before I went to break, the one thing that really bothered me uh, and, and, and made my mouth just drop was when Archie Manning basically was trying to label her as uh, extremely promiscuous and uh, just hanging around, you know, a bunch of black dudes and, and, you know, picked up vulgarity from them and was having sex with them. And uh, apparently all of that was lies. And that's when she, you know, basically jumped. I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm filing suit against you again. So and that <clears throat> that really bothered me, because why would you. You know, if, if, if this is a fact that, you know, it's a lie, why would you say such a thing and then, you know, say that, okay, she was hanging around with black guys. What does that have to do with it? Why, why, did, why, did, why are you bringing race into it? Like, like black is the equivalent of negativity. And I had a, a huge problem with that. But even to backtrack, you know, to the initial story and how the University of Tennessee was ready, willing, and able to pit, pin this thing on another student athlete. They had already picked out a young black student athlete that they were they were trying to get her to pin the whole thing on. And she said no. So it's like there, there's a lot. And this thing is it's just the tip of the iceberg. I believe that there's going to be a lot of digging back, even though it's 20 years ago, but just getting down to the nitty gritty and finding out all the details and you know, for for their sake, for, you know, there was no social media 20 years ago. You know, if that was the case, then he would have been skewered right on the spot. But well, this is a terrible, terrible situation. Now you have the, uh, the uh, lawsuit against the University of Tennessee by, I believe, uh, six other women um, that are speaking of... Uh, sexual assault or sexual incidents uh, during that time. And not all necessarily with Peyton Manning, but he is part of that lawsuit. So 
it, there's going to be more information that comes out in, within the next few weeks. So just have to keep our ears peeled to that. Peeled to that. But it's just I, I, a crazy guess, situation. I guess what ignited it, it, the book, them sending the book, what ignited it now of all, I mean, of all the years that they could have got paid in, or, you know, where they had some, I guess, more or less leverage to be hushed even more. Why now? Well, I guess, you know, from reading, you know, Sean King's piece, this information was ready to be, you know, go full blast in USA Today, but apparently they put a hold on it. I, I don't know if that story was ever released or it was just kept hush-hush or just suppressed. But, you know, this information was out years ago. I mean, years ago, but again, you know, without social media, you know, social media is the vehicle that, you know, spreads information like wildfire today. So back then, even if the story was released, I, I, I don't think, and, and also with Peyton Manning being, you know, it being early in his career, you know, he hadn't won any titles or anything. So, you know, he his name wasn't, uh, you know, up there in the upper echelon of, you know, See, I would disagree because he was a number one, number one pick. I mean, with all the stuff going on, and especially back then, I mean, he signed several contracts since then. I I just think that, and I'm playing advocate here too, even with Archie Manning, and I'll elaborate more after I say this. Again, this is from some other version or some other perspective, even possibly from the other player um, saying, you know – I just think about some parents I know, good or bad. When they say their kid said something, they're going to defend them vehemently. Like, for example, your dad knows that you're not a liar. So imagine someone, I mean, if you said, Dad, I didn't do this, they're lying. What do you think your dad going to say? And I'm not saying it's true, but... I just I know my dad would defend me once he once I said that this is it and you know because he knows me not to be a liar. Oh, well, I mean that's the natural reaction of a parent. Yeah, and especially if for the most part, you know your kid has displayed manners and things like that. It's like in those situations, where's the proof? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like even with dad, my once once I said, Dad, this is what I did, you know, and there's no burden of proof, then my unless there's something that just totally shows uh, proves me different, my dad is gonna be like, I'm rolling with Jay because I know Jay won't lie because Jay has shown a consistency not to lie. So, I, I, and I'm playing advocate here, but on the flip side of it, it's like. I just feel like, you know, I almost want to ask the question, what has Peyton done to piss, who did he piss off lately? Because all this stuff is coming about coming out about Peyton now. You know, well, <laughs> it's like they're I, almost trying to force him into retirement. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it necessarily stems from. I, I hope it's not any, you know, anti uh or not anti-cam, or, you know what I'm saying, nothing that is like, okay, 
to protect Cam Newton because I believe that you know this whole situation is apples and oranges. Cam's Newton's Cam Newton's name should not even be mentioned in this regard. You know, it's it's not comparable, and this was something that happened twenty years ago. However, what we do know is in recent years, and again, you know, it's it's hard to compare the issues that have been uh, that have come to fruition in the last two years versus something that happened 20 years ago because it's just a different day and age with uh, technology. But we, we'd have to dig back to, to then and see if there was a story that was this uh, grotesque and was it uh, aired out or suppressed like this Peyton story. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have that data with me. I don't have the research with me. But what it does, I mean, it, it, it stinks to high heaven because it, it's, it it's the classic like case State. of a cover-up. It's starting to sound like Penn State. It's starting oh, yeah, to yeah, a- absolutely. 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 And, then, and I feel like, okay, someone knew this information. Ample people knew this information. And it's like a trump card. It's like leverage to the end. Like, you're going to ruin Joe Paternal reputation or, you know, at the end. And I I just think that it's interesting. But here's uh, the other side of it. And we know this, how we're raised. It's a level of humanity. It's like... um, we have to be careful in society not to put these people above reproach uh, and making them seem like idols or gods. Like, yep. you know, they are the, the savior for <laughs> humanity and sports and things like that. And I think that, it, you know, it, it's just a warning to be careful. Well, absolutely. And, you know, when you... Uh, when you look at uh, the Mannings with, you know, Archie, Peyton and uh, Eli, and we're, we've been classifying them as the first family of football in this squeaky clean image. And, and, and that's, that's a problem because there's nobody in the earth that's perfect. There's, a, there's only one man that was perfect. And that was, that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it, to say that, you know, a person's image is squeaky clean or a family's image is squeaky clean, that's an outright lie. But we get swept up in that because of what media and, and media has a lot to do with this. A media is a one that puts the images in front of us and sets the narratives. But we yeah. don't know these guys behind closed door. We don't we don't know this family behind. Uh, all like- we know. I mean, who who knows? Archie could be at home beating his wife. I mean, we wouldn't know that from the outside looking in. You know, on a lighter everybody- note, I'm glad. You know, I was looking at the Saturday Night Live stuff with Peyton before, and not saying I'm condoning him cursing or anything. That's n- n- neither here nor there. But even after this game, I was like, I, I was actually glad to hear the humanity in him. Uh, man, let's go get a beer. Uh, I can't get wait to get my Budweiser. Uh, it just made him real. Uh, and then, it was like it was funny how that how that went down. Though he's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to thank the thank the good uh, the 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 man upstairs, and then go drink some Budweiser." I'm like, 
okay. <laughs> and, and, and then not only that, to hear that he had been hanging out with the secondary and, you know, things like that, P money and stuff like that. I, I, I was actually, so it's interesting what's going on, but I was glad for him to finally, because he's so tight on his brand, um, to, to actually let, let his hair down a little bit and just, you know, here's who I am or them exposing more of who he is, you know, uh, not being so tight, but uh, we're going to be back and have some more discussions about football and basketball. There's a lot going on, Mike. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're going to wrap up with the football talk with the season. The season almost, I would have to say for me, 
was close to ending how I thought it would. I thought it would be Arizona Cardinals versus uh, either Pittsburgh or New England uh, in the Super Bowl. Those teams were in the playoffs. I didn't think uh, Peyton would make it this far. I, I mean, we've said several times I thought uh, that Peyton was done physically. And um, that was probably still safe to say. Todd Gurley, he was my surprise of the year. I didn't think he would do what he did in such a short period of time. Jameis, I would have to say, offense or rookie of the year, I could see that. But my question still is next year. <laughs> and that was my question before this year. I was like, yeah, I expected him to do okay his rookie year. They had the weapons around him. But what happens after he has some success? So that's still to be said. Um, surprise, Lovey getting fired this year. Um, things of that nature. But overall, the season wasn't as many shocking things for me. What about you, Reese? Well, I think you hit on a couple of them. Uh, going back to Jameis Winston, I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing his progression and his growth, but also how is he going to respond and react to Lovey not being there um, and, and, you know, with the new coach there. Uh, the way that Philly just basically, and, and maybe uh, I'm, I'm kind of disgruntled with Philly because I, I picked him to get to the Super Bowl, but the way they just stayed didn't live up to my expectations. I, th- I thought that they were a, a huge disappointment, as well as the entire NFC East, by the way. Um, you know, with, with the Redskins basically winning by default. Um, surprise team was Minnesota. I thought that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, with him, the numbers aren't going to blow you away. But what he does is take care of the ball not turn it over. I thought Adrian Peterson had an okay season. Um, interestingly enough, <laughs> what's that? He led the league in rushing. No, but, well, yeah, yeah, he led the league, but in terms of that playoff game, it, it, he was really, really shut down. And I, and I think that put a sour taste on the season for him. A mm-hmm. sour cap, that is. And uh, another thing, I, I'd be interested to see what happens to RG3 next year. Uh, I think a good landing place for him might be in Houston since they have a mediocre quarterback carousel going on there. They really or don't Denver. have anybody at all. <laughs> uh, Denver, uh, yeah, what's going to happen? I, I think uh, Osweiler is going to – be the man. I think he's going to take over the uh, helm. If not, uh, he's going to look to be moved. And if I'm a team that's desperate for a QB, Chicago, Chicago, um, I'm looking to (laughs) possibly uh, pick him up. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens in the uh, AFC North next year also with uh, what's going on in Cleveland. Um, Johnny Manziel, he needs help. He need he needs some help. He doesn't need to be in the league right now. He needs to go somewhere and get some help. 
uh, it's it's bigger than football with him right now. Uh, he needs some psychological uh, assistance. So other than that, man, the season, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. For me, it just seemed like it wasn't a great season. It was a yeah. good season, but it wasn't great. See, I thought it was a lot of parody, and there's a couple of things I want to challenge you with real fast on your statement. Yep. <laughs> before we go. So one of the things is, I think if I'm Denver, because I don't know how I feel about Brock for sure, and, you know, it's coming up contract year, I would bring RG3 in. Uh, he knows the system already. He's mobile, and they want to build – I mean – Gary Kubiak built that zone scheme off of bootlegs and things like that. And, you know, what do you have to lose for a year bringing him in as a backup? So let's just say Brock doesn't do it and RG3 does do it. Worst case scenario, you still end up with a potential two starters or a backup and no real issue. Um, a transitional piece, uh, for lack of better terms. Um, but could the influence of Shanahan not uh, affect RG3 or um, Kubiak's decision on him, but John Elway is the one that's going to make the real decision. So, you know, you have that. Um, I'm also going to challenge or just play advocate with Johnny Manziel. And Michael Irvin said something that I found profound. Um, like with Dallas, where people don't often give Jerry Jones credit for. Jerry Jones has often taken the trouble and they've gotten the help while they're there. And sometimes when people need help, sometimes they need the environment that's conducive because you take them away from isolation or isolate them and treating them, but then eventually they have to acclimate back to society. So if you have an environment where they're still getting acclimate, uh, being able to get treatment and still having some accountability, Sometimes that's good for people in that transition. Uh, when you apply certain more structure for them, so that was just uh, I, I, yeah, I, I understand that that point, I, and I and I can agree agree with that also. It, it just depends on where he's at. You know, at Texas, will he be better off near his college? you know, college station, or, you know, in, in back in the state of Texas near his parents or I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's, yeah, it's just I mean, such a wild card. Yeah. I don't it, know if you've ever been down to Arlington, like right across from the practice facility is where the condos, where a lot of guys, where the training facility is, where a lot of guys live. Um, and in Happy Valley, I should say. And Jerry, like what they did with Des Bryant, they had so much <laughs> around Des Bryant. If he had a thought, they were there to catch it. Uh, they did the same thing with Pac-Man Jones. They did the th- same thing with Alonzo Spellman, Demetrius Underwood. You know, at some point, they did it with Michael, Michael Irvin. And look at the man that you have today in Michael Irvin. So, yeah. I, 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 that may very well help him and with the people there and with the way the town is, even though it's down the street, I mean, from where where he plays ball. But I think at the same time, there's enough people there 
just like more eyes would be out there for Johnny. Yeah. So well, that that might be the one and only location that may be good for him to end up. But you know, we'll <laughs> yeah, see. I mean, put it like this, Reese. You visited me when I was in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I want you to go to Cleveland and see how many happy people you can find. Ask Kevin Love. Man, oh man. <laughs> I, I think he's unhappy for a couple of reasons, though. Okay, well, hey, we could transit right, transition right into it where you would go to the All-Star game where you talk about Kevin Love. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about the All-Star weekend real quick okay. um, since it's pretty fresh on our brains. Um, I... I actually thought the game aside, I you know, the game is a joke. But the weekend as a whole, it was probably the best all-star weekend that I could think of since I don't know, maybe oh three, I think. I would uh, have when, to agree with you. When when the all star game was in uh I think Atlanta actually went down for that. But um it was excellent. I mean the the celebrity game was kind of funny on that Friday night. Then the Saturday night with the skills competition and uh, Towns winning that, upsetting Isaiah Thomas. That was great. The three-point competition, you know, we all knew, uh, well, I knew, that it's going to come down to Steph and Clay, and Clay just so happened to dethrone Steph. I thought that was cool. He just got hot as fire. That last round and the dunk contest. What can I say? Ooh, I mean, it, it, you finally had a real dunk contest, dude. I, I've been saying the last couple of years, just get rid of it. Just, just totally get rid of it. Find something else to do. You know, have a three-on-three tournament or, or something, but get rid of it. But they rejuvenated my interest in it. And big props to Levine and Aaron, Aaron uh, Gordon because they were pulling some dunks out of their backsides that were absolutely spectacular for that stage. And, and creative. And, and absolutely creative. Now, you know, uh, some of the dunks, you, you can go on YouTube and find, you know, average cats doing those dunks, but it's the stage that they're doing them on. I mean, it was actually something, something incredible to see. Um, and I thought that it really rejuvenated All-Star Weekend, which, you know, has been kind of uh, a downer for the last couple of years. But, you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to next year, you know, seeing those two guys get back in there and, and, and do their thing again. Yeah. Now, I will say this. If this isn't the year of Golden State again and Steph Curry, just even going into, I won't even call it an all-star game, uh, a horse challenge or whatever, I mean, the last two seconds when he goes in and drops that three, that half-court three, I'm like, this. these dudes are ridiculous. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Golden State's absolutely ridiculous. Um Kobe's last hurrah. Appreciate it. I'm going to tell you, my dog is Brian Westbrook. <laughs> I love that dude because he's about you, that. You life. mean Russell? Russell. Russ. Sorry. Yeah. Russ. <laughs> Russ. Russ is about that life, bro. Yes, he is. And they're probably the one team that can challenge uh, Golden State in the West. 
with their athleticism and th- just those two guys, uh, well, Russ and uh, Kevin. Well, we're going to go to break it. We're going to talk about some more basketball. We'll be right back. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports these days everyone is looking for information on staying young healthy and fit the voice america health and wellness network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you we talk about everything from diet fitness and aging to substance abuse personal growth mental health and much more learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives tune in to the voice america health and wellness network healthy living starts here a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday Tuesday Thursday and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time 12 noon Eastern time Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to jdharris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the man cave. We were just talking about some basketball and uh, the All-Star Weekend and And roughly, what, 16 hours or so will be the end of the trade deadline. And not too many moves have been made just yet. You have uh, one move, I think, uh, Tobias Harris from Orlando was dealt to Detroit for uh, Brandon Jennings. And there's, you know, rumors here and there about some other moves, possibly Dwight Howard going to Charlotte. But really, Charlotte doesn't have anybody to send back to Houston. Um, and and Cleveland, of course, is trying to upgrade their roster, and they're taking calls about Kevin Love. Uh, if anything happens, I think it might be a three three tra- three team trade, possibly sending him to Boston. I think he'll be a good fit, and Boston really wants Kevin Love. But um, other than that, the the one team that I'm concerned with, of course, is the Bulls, who have been tanking. Uh, the last couple of weeks they've lost, uh, I think it's like 15 out of their last 18 games, which is absolutely terrible. But I, I really feel like they have to move Pau Gasol. Um, the numbers that he's put up, yeah, he's putting up a double-double, but 
they're they're deceptive. Um, you know, usually numbers don't reflect uh, the the things that uh, don't show up in the box score, like the hustle plays and the fifty going after fifty fifty balls and just moving your feet and and and. Uh, uh, shifting defensively, and, and that's where the Bulls have really struggled um, as of late. Uh, they've just lost all of they, – they have no athleticism, so they really need to be looking to make a move, but it wouldn't be surprising if they don't because that's not their forte. I was about but, to say, um, where do you send Powell? I mean, you send him back to L.A. so he can do, take the farewell tour with, uh, which, with Kobe – or was it a three person or a three player trade uh, with the Clippers? Didn't they do a three per, a three team trade? Well, you know, teams are going to be kind of apprehensive of picking him up, anyways, because he has a um, he, he has a uh, he's a restrict unrestricted free agent or rest- anyways he can he can um, renege or, or get out of the contract. So that's why he has one more year left on his deal, but he can opt out. So any any moves that's made, teams may be kind of hesitant and and taking on Powell right now. But I, quite honestly, to tell you the truth, a move that I would make if I'm the Bulls is a straight up trade Powell Gasol for Dwight Howard, and and work out the financials whatever way you want to. But the Bulls have to get more athletic, and I think with uh, Powell and Houston it will open up dri- driving lanes more so for Harden. And, uh, you know, that may be a fit for right now, for for the short term. Long term, I don't know. Uh, but they they want to get something back for Howard. You know, will he stay? Will Powell stay in Houston? I don't know. I, I think he wants to play with his b- brother at some point in Memphis yeah, or I wherever they. I, I would send him to Memphis now, even though he's in the division or a conference. Yeah, but, but the question is, what are you going to get back for him? And and that's Randall. the thing. <laughs> that that'll be even worse. I mean, that's that's really a lateral move. The Bulls have to get more athletic. They have to get quicker. And right now they have a squad full of non-athletic, non-agile players. And that's a problem in the league in this day and age where it's all about athleticism and getting up and down the court and having that stretch forward that can do multiple things, i.e. the Draymond Green, the DeMarcus Cousins, the you know Towns from you know Minnesota. He yeah. displayed his skills in the skill challenge. Uh, you know, those type of players are – What's really making teams tick uh, these days, not necessarily with Sacramento, they just don't have the talent there. But, you know, you see it with Golden State. Golden, Draymond Green is really the guy, you know, as great as Steph Curry is, Draymond Green is that guy that oh, really yeah. makes everything flow for them because he's excellent in all phases of offense. And defensively, he moves his feet and he plays great defense. So, yeah. you know. He was that dude last year, but. Going for Golden State too, what I think in a in a championship last year too, Iguodala doesn't get the credit that he I thought he deserved last year. I don't know, I haven't followed watched any games this year, but I thought his athletic athletic ability because he was able to actually go to the cup, and I think yeah. that with the team full of shooters, he was like to me he was like my boy Kyrie. I mean, uh, not Kyrie, but uh, oh, I can't think. Uh, 
San Antonio Braves. Why? Kawhi Leonard. Why? I, man, I, like I love Kawhi Leonard. Him, Kawhi Leonard, the Silent Assassin, and Westbrook. I could roll with those dudes. Um, yeah. I, see, what what makes what makes Golden State so great is they have a team full of guys that can do multiple things. You have you have a team full of guys, with the exception of like Andrew Bogut and uh, uh, what's his name, Azili, I believe. Um, they you got guys that can shoot jump shots, and you got guys that can put the ball on the floor and attack the rim. You know, so when they go small, I mean, they you you can have five guys out there that can drain threes, but they also can put the ball on the floor and attack the deck. And you know they're great passers, and it's a team full of unselfish guys. So, quite honestly, egos aside, you know, if guys are like, okay, you know, I want to stay around and and win, you know, three three titles, four titles, or whatever. If this team were to hypothetically stay stay together, they could win three or four titles in, in a row that's how dominant they've been because of their cohesion and, and their ability to shoot the three. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> the different, the game is so different now with the three point line and how, you know, if you don't have a team that's stroking threes or, or multiple guys that can stretch the floor and, and drain threes, you're going to struggle, you know, yeah, and I, you can see that throughout the league. And I see, uh, my, my younger brother, got fired and um I I'm sure the stuff this summer with Matt Barnes and what they're saying uh <laughs> with uh Hardaway is going on. Um look well Phil gotta let let one of his boys go. You know it's bad. Yeah man, I, I didn't know what to think with that because I, I, I think you know, something was going to be done. I, I didn't think it would happen now. I thought it would, you know, happen in the summer. But, you know, it's it's a move that really isn't going to mean anything because I, I at the end of the day, I, I like Porzingis. You know, Carmelo's really on that downside of the apex of his career. You know, he's still a good player, but... You he should have went to Chicago. Yeah, well, that I think he regrets going to New York. I I think uh, he would have been a good fit, you know, in Chicago. I mean, could you imagine a healthy Derek, who has been playing good, by the way, uh, a healthy Jimmy Butler and a Carmelo? I mean, you're talking about being able to put a lot of pressure on defenses, but. Um, you know, it's the one thing that I hate about this is, you know, in terms of fish, you know, personal life aside and personal questionable decisions when it comes to messing around with other people's girls or ex-wives or estranged wives. You know, I, I hope that he doesn't get uh, almost like blackballed from the league because of this situation, because he came into a situation well, trying to run an archaic offense in in a in a league that's not that's past that. So yeah, and and speaking of past, we're gonna have to uh, pass on to next week and continue this talk with uh, basketball. Hey Reese, I appreciate you, and thank you all for uh, tuning in. And we'll check you out next week. Okay. 
All right, we're just about out of here. But make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.